0: To a new way of being, being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations.
1: (laughs) Feeling stuck? You're not alone. Millions of people are stuck in meaningless jobs, empty relationships, and difficult situations, repeating the same unhealthy patterns over and over again. You know there's something more. Deep down, you've been having that uncomfortable, gnawing feeling. Fortunately, there is an answer, and it is much more accessible and available to you than you may think. Now is the time to stop searching and finally get more clarity more meaning and discover your life's true purpose. People so often try to overcome an obstacle in their life on their own, but then they get discouraged, especially when there doesn't appear to be any real reason for why they can't grasp that success. Sometimes it is just that they need a wee bit of encouragement, a boost or a different perspective to gain the motivation they need to achieve their goals. Truth is, if a person really wanted to do something and could do it on their own, they most likely would have done it already. One reason that people fall short of their goals is that they keep attempting to solve the same problems with the same toolkit themselves. How can a toolkit be expected to fix itself? You must have a clear, workable strategy that suits the way that you are wired. You need to clear out any suspicious wiring, negative self-talk holding you back, and then you need to flat out get stuff done. But of course, not just any kind of stuff. The right stuff, at the right time, in the right order. A wee bit like playing music, says Moira. Valeria Telles interviews Moira Hutchinson, the author of Letting Go So You Can Thrive, The Five-Step Process That Gets You Unstuck. As an intuitive coach, mindset mentor, energy healer, meditation teacher, and tarot consultant, Moira Hutchinson guides her clients to access the inherent power they have available when they ignite their personal trinity of trust, inner awareness, and self-confidence. Moira works with professionals who have a feeling that there is something better in life for them, but they have no idea how to access it. However, they have a yearning to be guided by their intuition and align with their unique calling. What makes her distinctive and different in this work is that she has developed the ability to take complex, energetic, and spiritual ideas and interpret them in ways that people find easy to understand, integrate, and implement. Meet Moira at wellnesswithmoira.com. Here is the interview with Moira Hutchinson.
2: In your own words, who is Moira Hutchison? I don't have enough words to describe who Moira Hutchison is. (laughs) Right, right, yeah. I um, am, did my mission in life is to help people access their inner wisdom, to get, to let go of the preconceived ideas and, and obstacles or blocks or, you know, ideas of not being enough or not being good enough or not being insightful or having inner wisdom. There's so much of that, that it's time to let that go. And so I kind of have made my own life mission just, it's because of my own experience that has really taught me a lot about recognizing what's yours to keep and what's, what's yours to hold and then let go. If that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely does.
0: That's a, One of the most profound topics that we can discuss from my perspective, letting mm-hmm. go, surrender, non-attachment, that's, I don't even know where to begin when it comes to that, but I guess <laughs> I'll have to begin somewhere. I love that, what you said about mission. I don't hear that as much as often for some reason. Most people, they say something different. They say, that's my purpose. Is that the same thing, more mission and purpose? Would you, you, do
2: you connect them? I would connect them, definitely would connect them. I think, you know, that's come, become such a, a thing people want to say, oh, I, I need to find out my life purpose. In fact, a lot of people, including my husband, will say, oh, well, you're lucky because you figured it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> but the truth is, my belief is every one of us, like you said, we're all reflections of one another. Everybody is living their purpose. If you're sitting here listening to this recording and breathing, you're living your purpose. Unfortunately, society and social media and and our own thinking kind of makes it something different. And so that's why I like to say mission or my life's work. Because I've done so much work on myself that it's not even just this is my life purpose. This This is why I'm here. I signed up for this as a soul. And, and that, I mean, there, there's, there's lots of overlaps and, and different pieces in this, but we're all here together. We all signed up. We all said, I want to be here on this planet during these times.
0: It's a lovely idea, one that I tried to get um, to wrap my mind around, the idea that we have chosen to be here and go through the challenges we go through to learn the lessons we must learn
2: in order to grow and evolve I think that's part of being in, in, in physical form. It's part of this human game. And I think rather than, I, you know, it's something that I often say to my, my students and my clients is I really encourage people not to ask why questions. Why do I do that? Why do I always do this? Because it always that why questions bring about shame or guilt or our immediate reaction is, oops, I did something wrong. Well, we didn't. None of us did anything wrong. It's all about contrast. It's about learning. It's about experience. And so if someone needs to get stuck in a a rut of looking at the past and then judging everything that's feeling that they're sitting in right now based on the filter of the past, then so be it until they're ready to move out of that paradigm. Another question I have, the initial questions, the open questions,
0: is how to describe this space which you you
2: call thrive what is like to thrive Maura it's to feel like you feel good in your own skin you feel you feel uplifted you you have your inner language is rather than oh I have to do this today it's oh look what I get to do today yeah right it's (laughs) very simple really but it's being happy with what you've got. It's not looking too far into the future. It, it's really immersing yourself in the juiciness and the joy of what you get to do each and every moment of each and every day. That makes me think about gratitude, or the yes. idea of gratitude. Yes. yes, gratitude and appreciation. You know, gratitude, and I have a gratitude practice that I do every day before I go to sleep. But I also really think it's important to have appreciation throughout your day. Appreciate the sun on your face when you go out for a walk, right? Appreciate the sounds all around you and, and appreciate the interactions that you have. Appreciate things when things don't quite go the way you planned. Oh, that's a tough one. <laughs> that's the most <laughs>
0: challenging one. Uh, how do we do that, Maura? <laughs> Learn to appreciate
2: the challenging moments. That and and that—that's us. We are all works in progress, right? Like you were saying, we're all at different levels and layers, and it doesn't mean that anybody's more advanced or or got more or figured out more. It's, we're all exactly at the right level of what's right for us. Yeah, that's so freeing, isn't it? When we mm-hmm.
0: come to realize that but that's okay to go through the challenge we go through because we can do it. We can go through it and learn from it and find joy and still find joy. Absolutely. And sometimes not. Sometimes we lose the body and we'll let go of the body. And that's mm-hmm. okay too. Mm-hmm. Who says it's the end?
2: <laughs> um, but that's really acknowledging that you are a spiritual being, you're a soul. And so even if it's the end of the body, it's not the end of you. You're just going on in a different form. What is the difference between letting go and giving up? I love that you asked that because letting go to me is surrender. And it's one of the most powerful things that we can do. It is about saying, this is what's here for me to do. And then recognizing, like we were talking a wee bit about, you know, trying to, to control time and, and control technology. And that's when we need to let go. You're not in control of that. But that's not giving up. It that you see, there's, there's such a, a subtle difference here, but giving up is, is like saying, it's not in my control. So I'm not going to do anything. Whereas letting go is that part is not in my control. So I'm going to keep my focus over on what is. What is it that I'm called upon to do? What's the next step for me? And sometimes, sometimes our next steps are just tiny little baby steps. But when we're in this flow of letting go, we get to acknowledge and feel into the joy, the creativity, the juiciness, the fun mm. of what we're doing. And we stay present to it.
0: Being present to what is present, right, Maura? It's yes. what you said. So what is life
2: calling me to do? What's the call here? What is what is mine here? Or yeah. What is mine to do? What is mine to look after? how challenging it is
0: to get that. <laughs> A lot of times we struggle like with this idea of control and in,
2: in, in forcing things to happen. Yes, and impatience. Impatience spawns from that too, right? Right, right. Oh, that's for sure. And then reactivity
0: and then suffering. Yes, ah, inevitably suffering. <laughs> how do you define spirituality
2: these days, Maura? I think everything's spirituality. Everything the meaning, the the like everything that we're talking about here, this is all about spirituality. It's it to me, and I was brought up as as a Quaker, which was one of the biggest gifts I ever had from my parents because that taught me, and this is this is my truth now, is that we all have inner light and that we are all connected We've, we've kind of been dancing around that when we were all, we are all one, we're all connected. And that this light that we all have within is a direct connection to the universe, to source energy, to God, whatever you want to call it. It's, it's about that connection. And in the Quaker upbringing that I had, in order to hear that or to feel into that wisdom, we just had to go quiet. That's what we did was we just sat in quiet contemplation to acknowledge that light and to actually you know almost get our our wisdom or the quiet little voice that was always there but only if you stayed quiet long enough to hear it or to feel it that's my my sort of long-winded definition of spirituality that's how I that's how I live that's this is for those who don't know what that is,
0: including myself, Quaker. I never heard that term. No, Quakers. Q
2: U A K E R is a. So Quaker are non-denominational. They are they like when when they, they do have gatherings like going. They don't do things like in the, the religious perspective of going to church and having organized sermons and such. When they would have what they called meeting and it was very much we would have as a child i used to, i remember we used to have like singing groups and fun things like that but but the actual meeting was to sit in circle in quiet in silence and then if anyone felt inspired to share something like they had a big aha moment or something something came through to them they could stand up and share it with the group and it did it was so sacred there was so much Hmm. reverence in in those
0: it's such a profound practice because it illumines a lot of what is the truth that we are here to see I mean mm-hmm. there's so much we look at it but we don't see that in silence and quietude that's where we are able to clearly see what the truth is which it was never hidden in the first place it's always exactly. here. exactly
2: exactly but that's and that's part of the surrender and letting go is to actually let go of the noise and the distractions and that oh I have to get this done and oh whoops what's on my next list next. It's to just ha- create a little bit of space to just change the rhythm a little bit. Do a little pause. I call it a pattern interrupt. So you wrote the book, Letting
0: Go So You Can Thrive, the five-step process that gets you unstuck. Mm-hmm. Talk to me for a moment about
2: the main inspiration and intention of writing this book, Moria. So the main intention is because is. This is the work that I do with clients. I do this with groups and one-on-one. Is helping them let go of their obstacles, of their blocks, of their inability to recognize what their purpose is, uh, to let go of depression, anxiety, addictions, um, stress, you name it, all of that. So, so the the letting go process is kind of what I used to. Actually, before it was, I called it the letting go process, I used to call it the get unstuck method. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but and then I hand kind hand. of, I evolved. I evolved and so did my clients. And that's when it shifted into this more holistic, sort of surrender-based process. And so the five-step formula actually came about by me watching and witnessing the changes in my clients and changes in me. And it it, it just, sort of grew with that. It was originally a four-step process until I had one client that I worked with for over a year and realized, oh, there's the missing step. So I'm always grateful to that that client that he actually opened me to, yeah, there's something missing in this, this piece. So that's kind of the background of that. And I felt inspired to write the book because I tell people about this formula so much that I I love it when people pick up the book or or learn what those steps are and start doing it on themselves because you can actually do this if you know what these five steps are. And it is a practice, right, Maura? That's one of my
0: questions,
2: letting go. This is a moment-to-moment practice, isn't it? Yes, it is. It is. And so let me share with you really briefly what the five steps are, and you'll get a sense of what this is, because it is a moment-to-moment process, but it's also a wee bit like climbing a ladder. And sometimes you'll take two steps up, and then you go one back down. That's true. And that's okay. <laughs> that's all part of this too. <laughs> so all of the steps, they all they all start with A. All the words start with A. So the first step is Awareness. You, in order to be, to let go of anything, you have to be aware. Where are you? Who are you? What words are you speaking? Is, is everything in balance and flowing or not? Just, so this is like an inventory stage, just looking at what is. Next step is acceptance. And this one's the one that's, that a lot of people will stay for quite some time at because acceptance often feels to people like I'm going to keep it. If I'm aware that I have a bad habit or I have a propensity to try and stay in control of things or over manage time, then I might beat myself up about it, as opposed to just saying, this is what it is. It's what I do. Acceptance just means I'm accepting this is what's, what is the truth right in this moment. And the truth that is here, too, is none of us can change anything until we accept what is in this moment. Once we accept, the next step is action. Now you can start setting intentions. You can start putting in different patterns or routines or, or, or um, plans. You can start doing some more journaling or going for a walk more or things like that. So it's starting to take action. Then fourth, fourth step is adapting. Because now once you've become aware and you've accepted, and then you start to taking action on the things that you'd like to improve or change or let go or surrender. You adapt because you become an a newer version of you. It's like this is you up leveling, and then that final step is aspiring because once you go through them, you've let go of a lot of stuff, so you can aspire. It's almost like, well, what's the next mountain that I'd like to to climb, and so I see it as a spiral, an upward spiral, and all of us are at all times at one of those levels. There's no really an end to it, right,
0: Maura? It's something that we, we can always use these practices and processes for the rest of
2: our lives. Absolutely. That's why I see it as a spiral. Because once you aspire, then you become aware of what is that? What is that next chapter? And who am I with this? And I accept my, my gifts and my abilities and maybe the things I need to learn. And then I start taking action, and I adapt again, and then I aspire. And really, if you think about it, that is the flow of life. While we are in this life, there's always going to be do things for us to, to embrace, to let go, to learn, to acknowledge, and have some fun.
0: I'm curious about the A's. Is there a reason why you actually use another word, allowing, that's within acceptance, allowing mm-hmm. and accepting? Is there a reason for these words to start with the letter A, Maura?
2: No reason other than that that's just how it flowed. Um, the fir- because the first, when I really, just the very beginning of this, it was it was awareness, accepting, and action. Because th- that it, that's the one, two, three, to get going. Do you know the other thing too is I relate those those five steps to the first five of the seven chakras. So at, at awareness you're you're working at your root chakra. And acceptance is is sacral chakra. Action is, is solar plexus. Adapting is heart. Aspiring is your throat. And then the third eye in the crown, I kind of see them, they're called the transpersonal chakras, and they're the ones that are constantly checking in because this we are spiritual beings. So they're the ones that are kind of like the overlords or the, the overseers, if you like, of the whole process. That makes so much sense. So they are not separate
0: from anything else. They're just uh, overarching.
2: Yes, the, exactly. The process exactly.
0: The body and the mind, the activities of mind. I love your message. I love your presence in this reality because we do need... To go deeper is humanity, yes. right? Yes, More. yes, absolutely. It's time. It is to realize that we have an, an experience here of body and mind. That's what it is. But I wonder if that's just a projection of the mind and body as well, within the dream of the human experience.
2: Yes. Yeah, I, I hear you. And and I think that it's, it's detaching from that that's so important is to not say I have to stop it, but to, to detach from it and say, can I be the observer of it? And, you know, this is something that I've often said to people because when I'm teaching meditation, is people, there's so many people will say to me, oh, I've tried meditation and I can't because my I start thinking. That's not what meditation isn't. It, it's not about stopping your thoughts. It's about quietening them or actually just letting them flow on by. And not engaging with them, not starting to go into the, oh, I have to make the shopping list or I have to remember to do this later. Right. But it's to, it's, I like to say that, that with our mind, like puppies, how can you see if, like, treat your mind like a puppy? Oh, there's the puppy going wandering off again. Come back, focus on your breath. Just focus on your breath. And I think the more we can do that, we can just, I'm, I i say this a lot about just putting your hand over your heart and focusing on your breath can do so much, such a power of good and letting go the propensity of the mind to just keep going and creating more and more chaos and more crazy making stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to keep doing it, whether you listen to it or not, right? Right. We just take it too seriously. Yeah. And yeah. that
0: is a tendency And do you believe that that's connected to our um, social environment, the way we collectively have learned to interact through the mind? Yes. And body, of course. But we do that a lot, right? We talk to people from that space. Yes. Oh, gosh, yes.
2: Mm -hmm. And so I really think it's so important to just honor that everybody's at their own level and that the best impact we can make is by doing it ourselves. You know, showing, like having that energy, having that calming energy. That's that's a really big importance to me each and every day. I Mm -hmm. want to make sure my energy is cleansed and clear and Mm -hmm. calm before
0: I engage with anything. I see what he's saying. It's so true because it's not just delivering the message. We need to become the message. Exactly. Beautifully said. You're exactly right. And um, we talked earlier about attachment. You mentioned that word, me too. And there's a chapter in your book, chapter six, about attachment versus connection. Talk mm-hmm. to me for a moment about that, Moira.
2: Um, attachment, and there are many books written about like attachment style that we get attached to. We get attached to our story, to our lineage, to our genetic makeup. Whereas really at the core, we are all seeking connection. To me, connection comes from your heart. We want to, to that whole idea of thriving means we've we've found our, our soul tribe or our our fellow humans that are on the same level as us. So connecting and and the other part too, you know, you know, we were just talking about being being the change you want to see or being the healed version you want to see. I often talk about, and this is the thing about connection. I need to have connection within me first. Otherwise, I can get tripped up by any kind of attachment style, you know. And so um, what I like to think of is is being connected with my own trinity. And what I mean by that is my head, my heart and my higher self are in alignment and sitting in this space. That's
0: another beautiful reminder that connectivity within it's crucial. It's crucial. It's not just trying to connect. I have done that. Trying to connect with the world out there without being connected within. That was such a big
2: mess. (laughs) Yeah. And so then, like you say, then then the disconnect that you see outside of yourself is actually like a mirror to say it's time to just sit and get connected within you first. I love that.
0: Because in that way we see everything. Once we're connected, then everything is in harmony and in perfect balance. There's no really need to change or try too hard to force anything to change. Yeah. Because everything's happening as as it happens. It's just, it's life. Dancing, it's dance.
2: That's such a, I call this freedom, liberation. I love that. Yeah. Freedom, joy, bliss, really. Right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's a part in your book where you say, in this human experience that we are all sharing, the goal is to feel good, to experience joy, peace, and fulfillment. Mm -hmm. Now that you mentioned joy, bliss, yeah, you say that in your book, it caught my attention because it's so true that we miss those parts because we are not connected with ourselves, which is when we really look deep within is the divine nature. That's what it is there. That's the only real thing really in us. And that is pure. And so
2: it's liberating. It's almost like liberates us immediately. Absolutely. And that's what I mean by coming straight from your heart. Because, and and this is something else, is by bypassing the intellect, we, we, we need to not even believe what the intellect tells us anyway. Absolutely! Oh my God, how many yes
0: to that? <laughs> to <laughs> Chapter nine. It's a chapter that you titled "Let Go" as a path to happiness. Mm-hmm. So, talk to me for a moment about the idea of happiness. More, we have. I mean, we have so many different ideas. What is happiness to you?
2: Just being present, uh, smiling at, at the, my cat.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hearing hearing uh, yes. the
2: birds. <laughs> and you know, I think that. Happiness is something that's very individual. It's, it, it's because I think that that's the other part of human life is that we all want to be happy. What makes me happy is like I live in a beautiful area. So I get to go for a walk every day and, and just feel feel connected with Mother Earth, with the energy around me. And I love that. That just makes my heart sing. But for other people, they want different things to make them feel happy, and that's great it's to find it's to have permission to find your flavor of what lights you up, what makes you smile, what makes you say, "Oh, yes, I want more of this i I love doing this I could do this for a long time
0: yeah, so in a way, happiness has to do with the body, doesn't it? I mean being a human experiencing the senses yeah, yeah that resonates because I see joy in happiness. They are not the same. We are using words here, but talk to me for a moment about joy and what's the flavor of joy?
2: So, you know, the word that came to my mind just now when I was thinking about that was hallowed. There's a hallowed energy about joy. Like it's maybe joy comes from the step up from happiness that makes you realize that you're a sacred being and it it just lights you up. I find sometimes speaking in words very limiting, (laughs) <laughs> it's like well, I don't know what word to put in there but that was just the, the word that landed was was the joy is like like happiness from a hallowed perspective that acknowledges your connection to source energy
0: I really thank you again for doing what you do more the way you do it it's it can be felt that's from the heart and talking to you it's just a reflection of that to your book and your work. So there are so many other chapters there that caught my attention. Not enough time to go through everything. I want to mention the chapter 10. It's the letting go versus forgiving. That's another beautiful message you have there in Reminders. And then you have so many more steps and suggestions from the heart that can make our life so much better. Better in a sense of joy, of joyful, being peaceful and joyful. So, thank you again for doing what you do.
2: My pleasure, and thank you for doing what you do. You're a special person yourself. Thank
0: you, Maura. Like I said before, the body appreciates. (laughs) That's the only part (laughs) that that complains. Now, what are you doing here instead of being at the beach by the trees? (laughs) That's the only, only. part. I have the ending questions for you. Before I ask them, would you like to add anything else that we didn't cover today?
2: No, I think we could continue talking for hours, but uh, no, I, I, know. Think, I
0: think
2: we've got a good snapshot here. So true.
0: And let me ask you this question, the ending questions. How do you define success? What is to be successful to you
2: these days? To just feel to feel and recognize that I'm using my gifts and I'm helping people open up to theirs. Yeah.
0: What a beautiful answer. And I wanted to ask you another question. This one—it's kind of fun question. What do you love most about being in a human body? What comes to mind?
2: I think that the, I love to sing. I love to move and dance. And like I mentioned before, I live in a beautiful area. And so being able to physically see the sunset and, and walk by the ocean and enjoy those types of things they just they all bring me so much joy and what is another word for life for life journey path, yeah game
0: <laughs> game ah that was unexpected <laughs> a play right yeah yes. a game yeah ah, i like that and my last question is, what three experiences you wish everyone to have before they lose
2: the body, before they die? Hmm. Good question. To recognize how loved they are, to laugh like they've never laughed before. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> That's inspiring. And to feel genuine connection, like heartfelt connection mm-hmm. w- with another being could be an animal or or a human being, but like a deep, deep, deep heartfelt connection.
0: I love that. I love all, I mean, three of them, they're just uh, heartfelt again. I love how you speak so clearly from the heart.
2: Yes.
0: And a lot of times the heart, it's really like this um, space that it's so beautiful that doesn't Need words to communicate <laughs> the truth, yes. but it's wonderful when we can find words to express that, and, and you do more thank in you. every way. Thank you, thank again. you so much. Where can we find more information about you, your books, products, services, and future projects?
2: Uh, my website is the best place that's wellnesswithmyra.com. So, W E L L N E S S W I T H M O I R A.com. And the same Wellness with Moira on Facebook. Those are the two main places that you can find me. There's lots of other places, but those are the main ones.
0: Yes, wonderful. I'll have those links on your podcast profile too. So the listeners can just click on them. Perfect. Thank you again, and we'll talk soon. Bye for now, Moira. Thank you. Bye.
1: Thank you for listening. To learn more about Moira Hutchinson and her work, please visit wellnesswithmoira.com.
0: To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.